Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's something about Germany. Why I made the curator's pick of the Hollywood French community. Unity, 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 What's going on, people? Do we have a great show for you today? And you know what show it is. Hashtag TFR Podcast Live presents Observations by Crazy D with my special guest host, Tanya M. Congress. It's my sister, y'all. How are you feeling this morning? Let's check out the mics. Hopefully you can see me so I can give you the thumbs up so you can talk unabated about your morning. So how's your morning going so far? My morning is going fine. Are you able to hear me? Can you hear me? All right, all right. That's what we like to see. Yes, my morning is okay. I um, got off to a later start today, but I'm feeling good and ready to uh, get, get this show this road on the show. <laughs> um, we have been in a whirlwind of information that we've been giving. Yesterday, I told you guys, as of yesterday, it was 52 hours of information. And when I thought about I said that's longer than a semester. But actually, I think 52 credits, uh, 52 hours or 52 credits, that might be a whole, uh, that might be a whole, like, I don't know, almost like an associate's degree with the information. So um, you need to go back and look at that. I know that that your eyes have probably been averted to many different news sources, uh, but we want to steer you away from the normal 358 or whatever your mainline channels are in your cities. And we want to condition your mind to um, just like anything else, just like your muscles need to be exercised and the more you lose weight or the more you build muscle, it helps you burn fat. It's the same thing with exercising your mind. The more you exercise it, the more it is inclined to those things which um, make you think past the surface that you've been um, you've been accustomed to. Unfortunately, you may get the label of a conspiracy theorist in, uh, in your quest for information. But uh, like I said on another broadcast, conspiracy theorism or theorist is a label that the CIA came up with to shame people who think outside the status quo and think outside the box. So when you repeat that and you're quick to voice that someone is a conspiracy theorist because what they're saying is unfathomable to you, that's actually, you've stunted your own growth and it's a, it's a, a point of ignorance. So I just wanted to share that with you this morning. But how you doing this morning, D? What's going on? Hey, I'm doing as well as can be expected under the circumstances. You know, we're here, what is it, 35 days until the election, right? And this has brought about 
This has brought about such a crazy situation amongst American blacks. First and foremost, before we start, we have to give shout to the people who watch us on Periscope, Vimeo, FB, and of course, the Film Review Life Channel on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to all the various platforms that we're on and press that like button. Press that subscription button and that like button and share this presentation this morning because we're getting ready to break down. We often talk about the hamster wheel, but we're getting ready to really get in depth of what is meant by the hamster wheel and how to get off of it, right? So the topic for today, can something divided ever really be good? Can something divided ever really be good? It's possible those of us who fought the good fight will have to begin to close the divide between the inner fighting groups within the fight for free. The Repub Dixiecrat debate Tuesday night, like Monday night football, has American blacks choosing their teams and wearing the colors, saying like iced tea from colors. I'll die for my colors, right? Sure did, sure, listen, sure, die for your colors, but don't come running to those who fought for their color after the Repubs or the Dixies pull the football and tell you to go home. When I think of home, I think of a place where there's love overflowing. <laughs> Not this time. Not this time. Let's discuss. The phone lines are open. 213-943-3358. 213-943-3358. So before we get started laying the rubber to the road, Tanya... What is your opinion? Can something divided ever really be good? No. Um, there's a scripture that says, can two walk together unless they be agreed? So the idea behind that is that in order to get something accomplished, and you're, you, let's say you have one end goal, and you have the end goal, and so you have a, a team and a team but you're all going for the same goal and it's saying can two walk together unless they be agreed so you're not in agreement about how you're going to accomplish this goal yet you're both trying to get to the end goal now for us as American blacks our end goal is our reparations and all the subsequent uh, things that go along with that like the things that they're offering the immigrants so in addition to our reparations we want all the stuff that's being offered to the immigrants who have no sweat in this game. They don't have no blood in it, all right? So we want we want what we do, and we want the, the, the nice flowery extra stuff that you're gonna come up with for them, because they don't have a right to it. I'm not saying 
that they can't come over in the country and prosper. But what what that does, though, by you handing them this thing is what it does is it automatically puts them on a slight against us because uh, any number of speculations can occur. They can say that we're automatically going to have a hatred of them because of what they're receiving. Um, when they know, they know in their heart of hearts, it doesn't belong to them. Even though they're grateful that they have the opportunity, they have to think to themselves, what about the people who have been here and they continue uh, to do this to us? They have to think to themselves, somebody has got to not be jelly back in the group and say, well, when are they going to do this to us? Because they're bringing us in here and giving us all this stuff. What do you think that our indebtedness is going to be to them? You know, somebody has to think. So when you have div division, there's always, that's division, divide. That is two visions. That's not one vision. That's not one goal. When you have division, when you have two, that's die. Die means two. And so that means that there is no longer one end goal. There is There are two end goals or more because each of those branch off into something else. When you don't have the unity in the beginning, then you don't have the wherewithal to be able to stand for anything for any length of time. And so for us, we have to make a decision, a concerted effort to stand as one and not be divided because we are divided. We have an issue. We always have in case you hadn't noticed. Okay. So, <clears throat> Let's get started with some memes. Each one of these memes, believe it or not, get to the point of what we're talking about today, which again is, can something divided ever really be good? Smash the share button. The information that we are putting down today is gonna be invaluable for you. Make sure you go over to the Film Review Live channel and smash the subscribe button the share button, the like button. You're on all the other platforms that we are. Vimeo, uh, Periscope, FB, share, tag. Do what's necessary to have people see, hear, and recognize that this is on because the information that we are putting down now has to do with getting off the hamster wheel and the hazards of getting off the hamster wheel because can something divided ever really be good? You good, my dude? You good, my dude? You good? Can it really be good? So let's start with this right here. We need something to be able to open up our nostrils so we can smell the manure. All right, so here we go, people. Right here. Use this, not this. Now this came, this is a meme that came from my sister Tanya, and this is very important. We are talking about getting back to our natural selves, and this may seem minuscule, but being able to open up your olfactory being able to open up your nose, your mouth, and your ears is very important because all of that is connected. What you hear or what you can't hear can be detrimental to your nostril passages, which is definitely detrimental to your mouth gate and what you your sensory of taste, 
smell, and hearing, all connected in the cavity. So tell us about this natural, because we have to be able to smell the manure, to recognize with our eyes that it's manure, and know that we don't want to taste manure, and we don't want to hear manure. Here we go. We have um, got to, and you'll get some of this on our shows, just about every show where we touch on something of this nature. But we, uh, there are multiple things that we have to pay attention to in this hour. And what we ingest and digest in our system, what we put in our bodies is very much contributory towards how we think and towards how we process information. Even the food that we eat um, carries information and processes information. So, Right here, you have a mixture of virgin, uh, and I will use extra virgin coconut oil mixed with 10 drops of eucalyptus oil in a small glass or jar. And you can get those mason jars right from uh, Amazon or something like that where um, they're, in, they're insulated from the top. So they're mason jars and you they have a clip. So they clamp down and keep the mixtures fresh. And in this particular mixture, I don't think that that um, I think it'll last a few months uh, in one of those jars. You can refrigerate it or you don't have to refrigerate this one. Coconut oil does not have to be refrigerated after it's open. Uh, neither does the eucalyptus oil. So we want to condition ourselves to be able to use all natural things, all natural meaning that these are derived from what God has already put here. It's not formulated by anything with Vicks Vapor Rub. Most of us are particularly African American. We have been, we were, we grew up with some Vicks Vapor Rub, honey. We grew up with the, they had the Vicks sticks that you could stick in your nostrils and breathe those. We had the Vicks Vapor Rub. Mom would rub, rub down our chest and throat. I mean, we'd be Vicks Sav. That's what it was. And we would be smelling like Vicks and, but it worked. And so now we never had to buy that. That's processed. Uh, it's GMO, which means genetically modified. So that means it's been taken. Its ingredients has been taken from a numerous number of sources. It's been animal tested. So you don't have to do all that when you use the things that God has naturally given us. And our bodies respond better to that which is natural because it's all one. It's a, a oneness in all of it. So you want to put in your bodies what your bodies were designed to ingest, digest, and so on and so forth. So yeah, definitely the, the oils and then that, that eucalyptus oil and that coconut oil is multi, it's multi-use. So the coconut oil can be used on the hair. It can be used on the face. Uh, the eucalyptus oil can just be dropped in a, um, like a diffuser. Um, and, 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 you know, you fragrance your house so you can have the eucalyptus going through the house if you can stand that um, but you can put it in an oil diffuser and, and burn it like that so it has multiple uses so let's get it and it saves money to, to have multiple uses all right yeah so multiple use right so remember these are just our opinions and our observations about things like Vicks vapor rub we grew up on it and we use it you know it's probably just a little bit still today, but it's moving forward and constantly advancing and part of getting off the hamster wheel. But the, again, not a product that has been shown to do any harm necessarily. So we want to say that, you know. Now, 
a little distraction. Always have to have a little distraction. So <laughs> after the debate, the, the, the day after the after the day of the date of the debate, people released this. Oompa loompa loompity do. Pretty good likenesses of what we were seeing or imagine or imagining of what the people look like. It's it's funny. It's a distraction, but it is funny. Okay, so let's go with the first meeting. Now remember the name of the show is this episode of the show. You know the name of the show. Hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB. But this particular the title of the show today is Can Something Divided Ever Really Be Good? You good, my dude? You good? So this is one first one. Trump did not denounce white supremacy. Let that sink in for a minute. Trump did not denounce. He did not denounce white supremacy. Let that sink in for a minute. And why would he? He is a Caucasian man who believes in certain. So why would he? Why would he? Why would you think that he would? You've been dealing with those prostitutions. I mean, uh, the politicians. Even <laughs> even dealing with those prostitutory, proselytizing, prosti- prostitutions. I mean, the politicians for so long that they will say anything to get your vote. You're used to that type of person. So here is the opposing view of this. This is all coming from black people. This one right here actually comes from from uh, the professor. What is his name real quick? Boyce Watkins. This actually comes from Boyce Watkins. Hashtag Donald Trump won't condemn hashtag white supremacy groups yet hashtag Joe Biden's crime bill accelerated a mass incarceration epidemic against black people that would make the KKK jealous. Did hashtag Biden ever agree to condemn that? Can something that has been divided truly ever be good. Let's continue. Told you these memes are going to go right into what we're talking about. Okay. But wait, as usual, you always have to have a little distraction on the interweb. Okay. Who made 40 with no grandkids? Hmm. I'll wait. Bet nobody can steal this post. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little distraction. Like, who made 40 with no grandkids? I mean, this this, uh, self-defacing, anti-intra-racism amongst black people have to cease. It's like playing the dozens. It's something that came that should pass. Though funny, but it should pass. But it's a distraction, but let's move on. Let's move on. 
You gotta vote for more than the president. He gets four years. Congress, federal judges, is forever. You've got to vote for more than the president. He gets four years. Congress, federal judges, is forever. Well, actually, Congress, you know, is not forever because they have to be voted on, you know, depending on if there's two or four years or, you know. But anyway, you've got to vote for more than president. He gets four years. Congress, federal judges, is forever. Oh, we're going to be afraid. Sometimes so what does that mean? I think that people are saying because the judgments that are coming from the court, maybe somebody should pick this big, thick book up about the Dred Scott decision and read about Dred Scott. Like, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? You afraid of what you heard or what you know do you know what the remedies for are for what you feel that you are afraid of? We have to read more. We have to be more knowledgeable. If not, there are plenty of people coming out with DVDs right now where they have done the work for you so you don't smash the share button. Smash the share button because the information we're getting ready to bring today is, as usual, very intricate and intricate in its importance to bring forth knowledge to you. Okay. Here's the opposite thought of this. If you know what the Dred Scott decision was about, it's somewhat about this and has the Dred Scott decision ever stopped American black people from doing what they really wanted to do. And this is the opposite thought process of this brought by a person that I have respect for in the Las Vegas communities, community, Otis Lang. I have respect for his viewpoints and I listen to him often and I look at his memes. Order a lot of ammunition, get your CCW, ex-felons, do what we've been doing, stay strapped. This ain't nothing but a prison riot. If you know the contrast between those two memes and what this meme actually means in contrast to the previous meme and have we ever been stopped as American black people when we put our mind to it to do what we wanted to do in this society, in this country, anyway? Which gets us back to, can something divided even really be good? So many different differing opinions and thought processes. Some dealing in fear and others dealing in fear. And let me pull that down. Let me let you see me when I say this. Some dealing in fear and others dealing in fear. And what do I mean by that? When I learned that fight or flight came from off the same emotion, fear, 
I've always decided to stand in and not re not retreat, not move back. So we're looking at these two memes, fear. Oh, judges are forever. Get your ammo, this ain't nothing but a prison riot. From off the same emotion, either strength or weakness. Because fear itself is not a weakness, it's only how you react to it that depends right. if you are fearful or strong. Strong or fearful. But it all comes from fear. Let me say something about that. Okay. Go ahead. You know, um, when I was younger in elementary school, I had a time where I was being bullied. And I remember this one time is you had this person in my class and he was not a very, a very attractive individual. Um, it was like, he just was not a very attractive individual, nor was his sisters and his brothers either. Um, I don't know what his problem was with me. I don't know. Um, but he used to say stuff and other, other people used to pick on me because I was a pudgy little girl. So other people used to pick on me too. But him in particular, I guess maybe it made him feel better because of how he looked. He It, it helped him feel better about himself to pick on the person that everybody else was picking on. So that made him accept it among them. That's what I'm figuring out now. But anyway, he used to say stuff to me, and if I even said something back to him, he was always threatening to get his sisters on me that were two and three grades ahead of us, which, and they were past the double doors of the elementary school, you know, past the double doors, that's like the upperclassmen in a college or in a high school, and so you're scared of the, the older kids because they're bigger and stuff like that. So he would always threaten me. And um, this one day I just went on and said what I was going to say to him. And he uh, threatened me and he made good on his threat. And so he had his sister and her whole class was there. And I, the fear was all of these people were going to jump me like 30 people. That's what the fear was. But most of them was there to just spectate. Right. So I used to run home from school. I ran home to school. And I think the second time I did that. I got to the front door and my mother was standing at the front door and she told me, she said, you gonna go back out there and you gonna face that person else you gonna have to decide who's whipping his words, theirs or mine. Cause she had an extension cord that she was dead. She hit, my mother had a drawer, every appliance she was throwing out, she cut off the cords and keep them in the drawer. Cause I was a hard to match. I was a good kid. But I caught myself having a little temper. Oh, and she knew how to she knew how to regulate that quite well with that extension cord, right? So she's like, you're gonna have to decide which one is worse you going to. So I I I decided I didn't want I decided I didn't want the extension cord laid to my skin. And I went back out there. And when I went back out there, I went out there and fought that girl and she wound up just stopping. So after that. It's the fight or flight that D is talking about because it was the same fear. I was fearful when I ran home from school and I was fearful when I got in that door. My mother told me, you're going to, you're going to, either way, it's going to be a possibility of a whipping. 
you're going to have to decide which one you want to face. So I decided I wanted to go back out there. Never again after that time have I been fearful of people. You understand if it's going to come down to something where it's got to be a fight or something like that. I Because after that, anybody that came my way, we was, you know, and then I used to spar with my dad. So I had I had combos. I didn't I didn't have a windmill like the women, you know, the girls would fight like that. I had, you know, I had I had some skills, right? So wasn't nobody messing with me no more. All those girls, they had a gang. By the time they got to Whitney Young, the the junior high, they had a gang and they was terrorizing the neighborhood. They didn't bother me though, see. And that's all we was talking about. You can mess with whoever you want to mess with, except me or a real close friend of mine. You weren't messing with them either, else you was going to have to come through me. But I stood as an island by myself. But fight or flight is a very important point. And you may as well stand because the possibility, the, the thought of being a punk, the th thought of being a jellyback for me, I don't even want to live. I don't want to live being a jellyback. So to me, I only got one choice, and that's the fight. That's the stand. Yeah, you got the stand there. I want to say good morning to Tracy Latrice. She said good morning. Good morning to Mr. P. He says, blacks not all the same. Can something divided ever really be good? That is the name of the title. Good morning to Mr. P, right? And we got a phone call, so we're gonna take the phone call. It's uh, 314, I think I know who it is, but we're gonna find out right now. We're gonna bring them up right now. They have pressed the one on the touch tone to let us know that they want to speak, so we're bringing them up. 314, 314, you're on the line. Who, who we're speaking with? Three one four. Three one four. Going once. Check the line for me, Tanya. Make sure that everything is going sweet because they okay. should be hearing me. But we'll put them back on hold for a second. Put them back on hold. Okay, so let's continue to to make sure that they haven't somehow fooled with the phone lines a little bit where people can't actually hear what's going on. So you'll be able to tell me if you hear me talking and things. So let's continue on people. So this next, this next meme comes from a rock star in, in the, can you hear? Can you hear me talking? That's what I want to know. Can you hear me talking? Cause I see that your line came up, but the question is, can you hear me talking? No, That's I cannot hear you talking. You can I cannot hear you talking. Okay, can you hear me saying hello to you now? I just brought the line up. You can't hear that anymore. Okay, hold on. I'm going back hello? in again. I'm going back in again. Hold on. Okay, what it is, people, is the things like this happen. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to click out for a minute and then I'm going to redial because I don't know why. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I'm not hearing anything. Okay. Welcome to Block Talk Radio. Please enter your host pin. When finished, press the pound key. These are the little behind the scenes things you have to do to make sure that the show continues working because we have phone calls and I'm shocked that people cannot hear. You start your show now. Okay. Since it appears you're calling back into a live show, we are reconnecting you now. That's right. Blog Talk. Okay. All right, so I'm going to try this call again because I just connected back in. So I'm going to try 314 again. 314, are you on the line? 
314. Hey, what's going on, crazy? Hey, what's good? That's what it is. They they couldn't hear me. Boy, I tell you, they 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 blow more shows that way for me. What's going on? This is stereo. I can I recognize the voice. What's going on with you, brother? What's on your mind? Oh, it's Pianke. Oh, excuse me. Wait, wait, wait. Let wait, 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 wait. Let me give you your just due and say this is Mr. P. Pianchi calling in to give us his thoughts on the subject this morning. So excuse me, because a man's name and who he is is like platinum and gold to him, and it's never that. So excuse me that. Go ahead. Well, that's what was on my birth certificate, so <laughs> I have to blame somebody else. But no, your subject is kind of divided, and I get pulled off the page. But uh, absolutely, yes, it can. Can uh, uh, can something divided ever really be good? And uh, I think it can. Matter of fact, I know it can. And for the simple reason that uh, everyone is not on the same page. And everyone has different interests, different values. And... uh, Nothing is never, and nothing has always, has never always been the same. I mean, you go back to ancient Egyptian times. The Kushites and Egyptians were two different people. They didn't like each other. And you have that today in areas. So yes, uh, those that think one way, one agenda, uh, that works good for them. Those that but don't think that way, don't, don't uh, subscribe to that agenda. Apparently it works good for them also. And that's just the way things are. Okay. You follow me? No, I, I follow you on that. And, I, and, and, and that sounds good up to this point. And hear me out on this and then I'll, I'll hear your response to it. That sounds good, people having being split apart. Can something divided ever really be good? People being split apart, maybe in half or maybe in fours or just chopped up like a like a, a lumberjack would do, chopping people up into little pieces, chopping wood into little pieces, individual pieces, all the way down to toothpicks, etc. But then it comes a time when you get to a point in time where at this point, we're looking at an election where the person who everyone seems to be pushing for that are on that is on one side of the divide or the split is saying that immigrants is the way to go for the future. And the things that they are offering to American blacks are nothing that will help us to sustain. Which gets us. This is the cross. Mm. This is the this is the crossroads moment in this existence. That's the way I'm looking at it. Just my opinion, my observation. This is the crossroads situation. This is the crossroads opinion because at certain at a certain point, once they get the number of immigrants in, if they can flip the 22 million 
African immigrants to 44 million and reduce us from 42 to 44 to 22 America, 22 million American blacks and they bring in the other immigrants, we then become and are placed in the position of the other and no longer needed. So we are at this crossroads point and it was all good when we were theorizing in from the 1940s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. But now we're in 2020 and the one party is saying immigrants is the way to go. Barbara Jordan told us in 95 immigrants wasn't the way to go and what would be oh, happening now. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yes, it was. Let me finish. So now she, she, well, she said she warned us about this time. No one listened. We are here. Even Donald Trump says, I want in skilled immigrants, people who become naturalized. The other side wants to let in illegals and give them the TIN number, register vote, etc., etc., etc. Set aside, it should be set aside for American black people to, to strive, who built this country while in bondage, but the paycheck is due. And can we get the paycheck without it being returned to us saying insufficient funds? That's my point. Well, you know, that's one of the reasons why I come out and vote for Donald Trump. Because of his stance on immigration. And what I want you to do, look up what Bill Clinton said in an interview. It's on YouTube. He's for, and also his wife, taking Syrian refugees and redeveloping Detroit. <laughs> to the tune of... <laughs> But see, Bianca, I don't doubt that because the Dixiecrats are still the same party of lynching that they were. No matter how you cut it, no matter how you do it, I don't know how you look at it. They are the same party that were that were trying to find a way to eliminate the problem that Thomas Jefferson talked about, which was the problem of the so-called Negro and being free and no longer being necessary or wanted for their labor. Let me share some more information with you on that. Now, of course, Donald Trump is against that. Matter of fact, he told, he made the statement that uh, when your visa expires, you got to go home because we're going to replace you with Americans. You, you made the statement. That's one of the Indian doctors or whatever. But of course, like you said, the Democrats want more and more to come in. But here's the thing. You talk about this, uh, that's problem. You know, that was back in 1875, 1877, somewhere about that. Former President Rufus Hayes convened a conference at Inkster, New York, called the Mohawk, Mohawk Conference. And the conference met on the subject of the Negro problem. And they invited people from South America, Brazil, Argentina, so on and so on. And, of course, United States representatives. And they were wondering what we're going to do with these Negroes. The United States chose to use segregation and uh, this uh, segregation and uh, Jim Crow 
and things like that. But Brazil and other South American countries chose to use dissemination, other ways to breed them out of existence. Hmm. Now, I want you, when you get a chance, once you look up the subjects, where did the blacks go in Argentina? At one time, blacks made up 40, maybe 50% of the population of Argentina. Now they're down the list to 0.07%. That's the question. Where in the hell did all the blacks go in Argentina? And they had the same thing programmed in Brazil, in Cape Verde, Puerto Rico. You know, in Puerto Rico, marrying somebody white is called fixing up the race. In Kurt Verde, you are told, don't marry no one darker than you. So yes, those things were propagated and still are to a certain extent. Look at the Latinos with La Raza, which means the race. Now they changed the name of the organization because it was, it was just too obvious. You may mention the I-10 number, which is the individual tax identification number that's given to illegals because they can't get a social security card. Well, they take that I-10 number and they use it to get mortgages. Look up another article. Undocumented living their dreams. They use the I-10 number and there are several banks that will give them home mortgages and a credit card. And when they sign on that home, they take those documents to the local voters registration office and register to vote. And they're illegals. Guess who they're voting for? So uh, yes, those things go on. And voter fraud does occur. Hey, I can attest to that. I've got two driver's licenses. One for Missouri, <laughs> one for a state down south. I, I intentionally try to do that, uh, but I hold to drive like Mr. P, I wouldn't incriminate myself under those under these circumstances. Well, I'm not, <laughs> I don't vote for in one place. <laughs> but I'm telling you, that, what would it Obama say? That illegals uh, should have driver's license because they want to work. <laughs> well, if you got a driver's license, that's your prelude to voting in many, many areas. So uh, you what you say is absolutely right. And you know, it, it, it's, it's very difficult to eat in the stomach because black folks, and I'm not blaming the cure, because no child wakes up in the morning and want to be a failure. You got black families and black society that, that just set their children out on the curve. Hmm. You know, I had over 2,200 black people shot in Chicago since Memorial Day. 2,200, and it's still climbing. What's going on with this? Kids got to wear bulletproof backpacks and frontal apparel? That's really ridiculous. Hmm. There are values in this place. Well, there's a there's a capitalist component to all of that. You know, once they wear the headgear, the body gear, the backpack, the leg gear, there's a, a capitalist component to that. And I guess they solve the problem, but they make money in the instance. Let me thank you, uh, Mr. P, for calling in, for giving clarity thank to the context. Thank you contacts. for the opportunity, man. Oh, yeah. We, we will talk again. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Make sure you look up those articles. No, I am. Man. Most, most definitely. Syrian refugees. That's right, because, you know, uh, information, <laughs> Don't get mad, no. No, information is power. We'll talk again. Thank you. 
Yeah, thank you. Okay, 708. 708 is on the line. Let's bring them up. 708, you're on the line. Who are we speaking with? 708. 708 going once. 708 going twice. Okay, I know the phone lines are working now, so we shall put them back on hold and hopefully they hear this and uh, call back in. Okay, people. So look, the next meme. Thanks for Mr. P. Thanks for Mr. Panaki calling in because Panaki brings his point, brings his points and brings clarity to the message that we are bringing forth here. 213-943-3358. Okay, here's another message. Can something divided ever really be good? This is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Flush the turd on November 3rd. Flush the, the turd on November 3rd. Now. We have to look at what we're talking about is can something divided ever really be good? We have to look at Dwayne The Rock Johnson and say he is a Hollywood superstar. He is a star. He has made his way from action, from comedy to action to even drama films. He is a superstar and he's going to be the next superhero coming out on one of the Marvels or DC. I, I don't keep up, but he's in Hollywood and Hollywood people think a certain way and he's got bread. Does his thought process align with your thought process? You have to look at that and decide from there. And most likely it would have to do with your pocketbooks. Can something divided ever really be good? Here we go, people. Just a distraction, but you know, I'm gonna ask this question to Tanya before we move forward. Cause we're getting ready to put the rubber to the road. So smash that share button, that like button, go over to the Film Review Life channel on YouTube and subscribe, 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 like, 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 share. This is a distraction, but I thought it was a nice one before we get into the minutiae. What was the first one you used? You see an eight track tape in the left corner. You see vinyl in the right corner. You see a CD in the left top right corner and you see a cassette on the right top corner of this meme. What was the first one you used? And I think now, I guess the generations who would necessarily or not necessarily or use a Facebook, they wouldn't, you wouldn't even add in a real to real tape listening machine because the real to real tape listen machine got replaced by a little gadget called a cassette and a cassette tape player. So Tanya, which one of those did you use first? For me, it would appear that it's two or 
three out of the four, they were kind of being used simultaneously by the time I came around. Which one did you use first? Um, the album, 33 RPM, um, the one in the red, that's what I used first. The first one I saw though, I actually saw the reel to reel um, before I was able to use anything. And one of my cousins who was 11 years older than me had a reel to reel at my grandmother's house. But that's what I saw first. But my first use was the 33 RPM. I believe the 708 is using the instructions that I said to use your touch tone to press one and I would know that you want to talk but other than that I think the 708 is just listening so thanks to 708 for using that uh, for following the instructions okay people so for me the first one that I actually ever used was actually, for some reason, it was the eight track tape before vinyl. It went eight track tape, vinyl, cassette, and they were kind of like coexisting for me at the same time. And then the revolution came in called the, the compact disc and people didn't look back out went the cassette, out went the eight track tape, out went vinyl almost, but then it went digital and then it came out with systems that you could listen to and mix and blend with that you didn't even need vinyl anymore. So it has advanced and for those who have who never experienced having a vinyl or seeing an original acetate or the eight track tape, how the eight track tape would snap sometimes and you would have to catch it and roll it back through and pop it back into the cassette, the uh, eight track tape player and it would play. Or you ever got some of those bootleg ones where it would click in between the middle of the song instead of clicking. <laughs> Bootlegging was going on a long time. Bootlegging. It was going on a long time before, once it got digital, they knew that they had to stop it because the sound quality had got to something where they knew that they had to stop it. But bootlegging had been going on eight track tapes. That was the thing. It wasn't too much cassette tapes. And then it bounced. It wasn't vinyl bootlegs, but then when it got to the CD game and the DVD game, people was going to town, but I heard they were given three years of pop on that federal and so that put an end to that you know and i can't say that you see I'm, nobody on the streets now nobody I, I i can't say that i find any pain or disdain in that i'll say that just being a re being a retailer i'll say i'll say that this is my that's my my opinion you know you know if you can't do the time, then don't do the time. What was that, Beretta? Yeah. <laughs> keep I your think Sammy eyes. Davis was singing it. Yeah, keep your eyes on the sparrow. Okay, people, let's get to definition. Can something divided ever really be good? Let's look at some definitions now. We have to. Look at definitions now. So here we go. Can something divided ever be good? What is 
divided. What is the definition of divided? Split into parts separated, uh, secondary, not united in disagreement. So not only are American blacks at this time not unified, but are in disagreement and are split apart into separate little factions, right? Now verb, used with an object. Divided, dividing, to separate into parts, groups, sections, etc. To separate or part from something else. Sunder, cut off, to deal out in parts, distribute in shares, apportion, nation, which is a portion, to a portion. I should have put two a portion, but to put in a portion, right? Isn't this what has happened to American black people? All, all those definitions seem to fit correctly. Now, I pulled one word out, out because it was very interesting to me. Sunder. Sunder. It's, it's, it's a word that you only hear usually during wedding ceremonies, and we're going to get there, but sunder, right? Sunder. What is the sunder? Sunder. Split apart in a sentence. The lumberjack will sunder the wood into pieces after he cuts the tree down. After he cuts the tree down, he will sunder the wood into pieces. American blacks have been sundered. Our pieces used to profit others, but as a whole, we've forgotten what it is to be a family tree. That is my thought on it again. American blacks have been sundered. Our pieces used to profit others, but as a whole, we've forgotten what it is to be a family tree. Let's continue on now. More definitions. You can feel free to come back on the freeze frame and get these definitions as we move through them. But this is very, this is important to what we're doing here. Let's go to the next. Okay. The next one is... We fight, this is my thought on it, can something divided ever really be good? We fight over things, quote unquote, and situations brought to us by the living conditions we've been placed in due to being sundered. Crazy D, that's me, my thought on it. Another definition. Think of the word sunder as violently tearing something apart in wedding ceremony, the pastor says, what God has joined together, let no man tear asunder. Sunder, violently tearing something apart. And when you indulge in tearing down 
a marriage in whatever way that it is that is surely violent and can sometimes turn violent if you know what I'm saying. Okay, so let's continue. American blacks have been violently torn apart. You find it in families fighting over money, position, then expand that out into the larger quote unquote family uh, fighting to be free the destruction, the dysfunction at home finds itself getting in between forward movement and progress for American blacks. Crazy dick, right? So the dysfunction at home gets in between the larger family structure of trying to function to be totally free decision. The decisions that are made are, are questioned three or four times. Oh, I don't like it this way. I want to go that way because of being sundered. We've been chopped down and chopped into little pieces like a big oak tree by a lumberjack who cuts it into tiny little pieces to the point of toothpicks. Okay, people. The Great Divide. What is the Great Divide? The Great Divide is a hydrological boundary defined by the ultimate uh, destination of precipitation. Rainfall on the western side of the divide flows to the Pacific Ocean, while rainfall on the eastern side flows to the Gulf of Mexico, the Great Divide. This is an, a perfect analogy or perfect metaphor for what is going on with black people when we let ourselves be divided by a third party. Divided and chopped up into little pieces, chopped up into so many little pieces that some of us may flow to the Pacific Ocean, other of us may flow to the Gulf of Mexico, but it's so much disunity within flowing there that it's not, it's more like a storm within storms, within storms, within accumulative storms which then become stagnant and stand and move hardly. American Blacks precipitation goes to the varying sides we're on to replenish the vital necessity for water while our young plants, flowers, bushes, and trees go on drought conservation to survive. Crazy day, right? They go on drought conservation to survive, right? That's kind of like what Panaki was talking about, letting the kids just, they just put them out there to and fro. And when he said that, I said, this is truly something that is, I will say, I've just used the word divine because this is in these definitions that we bring today. Conservation. What is conservation? It's very important to know what conservation is. Prevention of wasteful use 
of resources. So you see, because resources are so limited mm -hmm. because of the great divide, kids go into con conservation mode, drought conservation mode. And what has that drought conservation mode led them into? Oh, it's a sinister game. While some had thought that we had arrived and went to the suites, but didn't still protect those that were younger in the streets. Oh, once that divide happened, then someone else could slide in something else to take care of that drought that drought that the youth were practicing drought con conservation with. And here we are because the older generations did not look out. It is a division of young and old it is a division oh, yeah. of political thought. We are being sundered into so many individual pieces that we cannot function as the family tree and smash the share button smash the share button what you have to say to that well you know um a house divided against itself can't stand it doesn't matter whether we're talking about uh evilness or righteousness if the house is divided against itself it cannot stand and we are broken into so many pieces and that word sunder is really um like you were saying the size of toothpicks i was thinking when i was thinking of sunder and looking at the definition the size of splinters the size of splinters where you're so divided you don't know where to even connect at and though, you know, to um, Mr. P's point that called earlier, everybody is not the same. All black, you know, Americans are not the same. This is true. But there has to be a, a thing where something's got to click at some point, uh, particularly if no one else with our our people who are involved in various religions all of the religions teach unity that's a great portion of the people that's involved in some kind of religion whether it be uh, Christianity Islam Catholicism Buddhism something they're all uh, involved in something most people are you have others that are agnostic or few that are atheists that are black Americans but amongst those people the majority are involved in some kind of or either organized religion or spiritual grouping where unity is something that is touted in their bylaws or in their practices right so i don't understand how we can't come together this is a, a point of commonality this has nothing to do with our individual religious groups or anything like that. This has to do with us as black Americans and how it don't matter which religious group you're part of. We, we are one when it comes to how we're being treated in this country. Even those of you who are doing a little bit better than the status quo, you're still seeing the only thing that's seen different about you is that they can prostitute you for your money. All right, or they can prostitute you for your gift or your talent. 
Other than that, though, the thought process concerning you still remains the same as it is for everyone else. And so this is what we have to look at. This is not hate speech. This is not preaching negativity. It's not any of that. And we have to get out of that mindset, too, that when someone brings the points that are uncomfortable for you to digest or ingest that, you automatically blow it off because it's too painful for your ears to receive. We have to stop that because guess what? That is working against us. That's working against us, our inability to be able to draw in on a common bond for a common goal, our inability to do that, the inability to see it, that it's something that needs to be done, the inability to be able to not think of yourself just as an individual, but to think of yourself as part of a whole, a contributor to a whole. And so until we do that, we're always going to find ourselves under the gun and it's, it's, you know, it's easy when you have things going on and your financial pot is rolling to, um, you know, have a different kind of mindset. And let's be clear. I just wanted to be clear that we are not impoverished people, but we do understand that no matter where we are in our financial prowess, that uh, you have to still remain as part of the whole and understand that it takes that type of leadership, it takes that type of fortitude, it takes that type of thing to push something forward so that people take notice. Sometimes the beginning of the thing is just putting some WD-40 on it and getting the wheels turning because they're so rusty and they have not been turning in the direction that has been uh, that has garnered our respect. So at this point, as we keep on reiterating, this is going to set the tone for the next phase of history concerning our people and our next generations after us. This is setting the tone right here, right now. And, you know, at some point you're going to have to say, what are you going to say? You're either going to keep on being on the hamster wheel or not. And I'm inclined to believe that there are going to be some that come off the hamster's wheel enough for us to get things done. Now, for y'all who stood on the sidelines and didn't get anything done, don't come looking to grab the spoils if you didn't put in no heat, all right? All right, people, so conservation, all right? Prevention of wasteful use of a resource, right? Secondary, a principle by which the total value of a physical quantity or parameter such as energy, mass, linear or angular momentum remains consistent in a system which is not subject to external influences. Okay, right? So, but we have been subject to external influence. Is, right, but at this point, I don't know if a lot of y'all understand. At this point, we are looking at a situation where you know there's a concept out there with the agnostics or the atheists, or it's as agnostics that God created this, the creator created this, and then he died, and it's just running, and there's nothing going on here, right. 
So if you ascribe to that, nothing is going on but what was created and the creator passed on and it died. So if you subscribe to that, then what is happening to us has been put in place and we are perpetuating it by staying on the hamster wheel. And there's no one now that is actually doing anything but just playing their part because the system has already been set up and the original creator or creators have long passed on. And bingo, as Tanya, uh, as Tracy Latrice says, bingo, that's it. No uh, uh, prioritizing our youth. I'm telling you that Geechee tongue gets you every time. Here we go. Angular momentum. Angular momentum is a vector quantity. More precisely, a pseudo vector that represents the product of a body's rotational inertia and rotational velocity in radiance seconds about a particular axis. All right, stay with me. Angular momentum, right? Let's look at pseudo vector for a minute, right? In physics and mathematics, a pseudo vector or axo vector is a quantity that transforms like a vector under a proper rotation, but in three dimensions gains an additional sign flip under an improper rotation such as a reflection, right? Now remember, remember that sign flip because remember people have many signs and codes that they use like calling on the phone and talking in that get over voice until you can get into the job and they don't know exactly who you are. Sign flipping. Let's look at what a vector is. What is a vector? A vector is an object that has both a magnitude and direction. Your definitions are not up. They're not? Oh, shucks. I'm up here reading. I'm looking at the one before. Okay, you got okay, so you got it now, right? Now, thank you for telling yes. me. Okay, all right. So here we are. A vector is an object that has both a magnitude and direction. Geometrically speaking, we can picture a vector as a directed line segment whose length is the magnitude of the vector and with the arrow indicating the direction. Vectors are those that represent force and velocity, right? Now that right there might have got a little long hair, you know, they got might, might have got a little long hair for people, but we got through that, that kind of glazed over, that's some mathematics, physics type things. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure the people who are into physics though, they loved it. But how does that pertain to, can something divided ever really be good. You good, my dude? You good? Let's look at it. Let's look at it right now. Can something divided ever really be good? Let's look at it. 
inertia. Let's look at the word inertia because we, you know, I'm pulling certain words out of the definitions because they are important. Inertia in physics, the property of matter by which it retains its state of rest or its velocity along a straight line so long as it is not acted upon by external force in a analog analogous that word bumbles me property of a force electric inertia okay so in other words inertia keeps its its rest or its velocity long as it is not uh tampered with with a and oh my god as long as it's not tampered with with something like electric inertia okay electric inertia is the property of the system which opposes changes in current right electric inertia is the property of the system which opposes changes in current now at the bottom i have a illustration of a hamster's wheel what happens when the hamster tries to get off the hamster wheel and it encounters the electric inertia that it has made over the time that it has spun on the hamster wheel smash the share button smash the share button electrical inertia is the property of the system which opposes change in current the hamster is trying to get off the hamster wheel but when the hamster tries to stop running the hamster wheel turns the hamster around the poor hamster around he can't get off he's twisted around in the inertia that he contributed to the electrical inertia the poor hamster is spun around. So how is he supposed to get off the hamster wheel? It's going to be hard to get off the hamster wheel, but we must do so to see ourselves sustained. Crazy. So what is the hamster wheel? Constantly thinking that you're gonna do the same thing and one day it's gonna change. Well, we've been on the hamster wheel, we built up enough electric inertia that could put us on our butt trying to get off the hamster wheel, but in actuality, we still have to get off the hamster wheel, okay? Still gotta slide. get off. Last slide. We've helped to build up a vector for others. Hey, the slide the, didn't spin. The slide didn't change. Okay, let me do it. Did it change now? Yes, it did. Yes, yes it did. It did. All right, we've helped to build up a vector for others and the force and power of velocity is turned on us to destroy us, yet we must retain our inertia while exiting the hamster wheel to maintain our own magnitude and direction while taking the United States of America forward to its ultimate fulfillment 
of gold. We've helped to build a vector for others and the force and power of velocity is turned on us to destroy us, yet we must retain our inertia while exiting the hamster wheel to maintain our own magnitude and direction while taking the United States of America forward to its ultimate fulfillment of goal. Again, it's going to be hard to get off the hamster wheel, but we must do it to see ourselves sustained. Crazy thing. So this is the hamster wheel. We've been talking about the hamster wheel and we've shown you and given you definitions of why it will appear to be hard to get off the hamster wheel because a lot of the inertia and the vector that it has has been made by us unwittingly, unknowingly, but we have to keep our inertia up against the electrical inertia of the hamster wheel that we have made that is trying to keep us from exiting the hamster wheel. And it will be hard, but we have to find a way to exit the hamster wheel. And that is the puzzle. That is the puzzle. How do you exit the hamster wheel without being turned upside down as if you were being thrown into a front load dryer? Door closed, you're not answer. able to get out and someone turns it on and you're spinning and you're not able to stop the electric inertia that we may unwittingly And so this is, these are the answers to this, to know what it is. And we're looking for those who have the answer to the, the key to the door, the answer to the puzzle, the puzzle pieces to fill in. And as long as we allow our people to be caught up in situations where they have to be in drought, conservatism, drought, conservation, then those pieces are constantly being sent away within this system that has a vector of magnitude and power that we have unwittingly created. You know, um, if you could bring that last slide up with the um, the hamster wheel on it again, I want to because while we make the analogy because um, one of the main things the first thing you're going to have to do if you look at that hamster wheel and the fact that the uh, hamster is continuing to go in that direction and you can't continue to go in that direction and get off the wheel it's physically impossible you're not going to get off of it but in between the, the spokes of the wheel are openings and so if you try to go in that direction and say you're going to jump through one of the openings and, you know, like put one of your paws out on the side of it and get out, what's it going to do? The wheel is going to spin. It's going to trap you up in between that triangle at the bottom that is that the spokes 
and the wheel are attached to the first way and consideration to get off that wheel is you got to turn to the side you got to switch directions you have to turn to the side and constrict and and keep your weight shifted towards the bottom it's going to be a tight squeeze but you can get off the hamster wheel but you got to turn and shift directions when you turn around and point the nose of that hamster towards that bottom in between those bottom two spokes as long as he keeps his weight shifted where it's at and begin to turn to the side the wheel will move minimally allowing them to get off the wheel but it's not until you switch directions and stop doing things the same way can you come off the wheel and there'll be a tight squeeze to get off of it but you can get off of it you can get off the wheel you just got to switch directions and that is a wonderful analogy the analogy of the hamster wheel if you look at it it is possible to get off but it's impossible to get off if you don't change directions you just going to be on it no matter what you do moving in that direction you can even go backwards uh and and spin backwards as long as you keep doing that it's going to keep spinning in either counterclockwise or clockwise but you're not getting off of it but you have to turn to the side and shift your weight to get off and so that's what I wanted to bring out about the hamster wheel. Yeah, see, now see, solutions. You see, we have solutions. So we've been talking about the hamster wheel, you know, uh, quite often on this show. And of course, we've uh, definitely talked about it on TFR Podcast Live. TFR Podcast Live, the original flagship show. It comes on on Sundays at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30, in the, excuse me, 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern on the Film Review Life channel. Make sure you go there, subscribe, subscribe, click the bell, click the subscribe, like this video, share this video, send this information out because we are disseminating information that you can use and in most cases it possibly could just our opinion or observation save your life if you know these definitions and you know what's in front of you go but go behind these particular episodes this is 87 go to 86 go to 85 go to 84 excuse me 27, 26, 24, 23, 21, all the way back to one. And listen, because there's information that we are disseminating out to you. We have people who are calling in and who are, are disseminating information that further moves your advancement from getting off the hamster wheel Getting out of that mindset. You see what my sister just did there? I said we needed the people to put the puzzle pieces together to be able to solve the equation to able to help to get the hamster wheel off the wheel. And she came with solutions. That's leaping out of the mindset that I'm going to be on this hamster wheel unconscious of it. Once you come conscious of it, then you say, how am I going to get off? Oh, I'm never going to be able to get off. Oh, that's a mindset. 
told we always gonna be oppressed. Well, and when the answer relies and is within you, the answer to the problem is in inside of you. And what is education but to bring a organized space where knowledge can be taught that then opens up the mind of the student to then bring out the natural gifts that that student possesses to be problem solvers, to be creators, etc., etc. Not a system that tells you, you must do this and you have to be this way. They'll put you in a mindset to say that you have to be a certain way to achieve your mindset state, you're able to take the information, extract the facts from the information, and move forward to get off the hamster wheel. Did you see what she did? She gave a solution to getting off the hamster wheel that is getting out of mindset and being in mind state. And this and that is what we look for us to be moving forward in because if we don't, we are at a crossroads. I like to thank Mr. P for calling in because I hadn't had that language to state that until we were exchanging ideas. We are at the crossroad moment. We are at the crossroad moment. We are looking at two parties. We're looking at the party that says the immigrants are going to take America forward. We've got 22 million Africans, non-American black immigrants here. We've got other immigrants that they're going to let in. They're going to give them all of those set-asides and they will try to flip us from 42 to to 44,000 to 22,000 and then we will be million. excuse me million we will be expendable from 42 exactly. to 44 million from that to 22 million increase the invasion of the black body snatchers to 44 million add in the other immigrants that they're giving all of our set-asides as a once protected class that Martin Luther King got his throat shot out for. And you haven't even read his last book, Where Do We Go From Here, where he lays out a roadmap. And you know what the roadmap did not include? It did not include voting and not receiving something. The vote had to be given if you gave American black something and you haven't even read the book. Every person that does something and, and, and goes when and they say, oh, we need to have this coalition. I am not listening to Jesse or Al because they were not as brilliant as Martin Luther King was not in this time they can speak well well Jesse not so much because he's going to uh you know he's got that Geechee going on now and he's slipping and so his 
his ability to speak has slipped a little bit. Just my observation, my opinion. But Al is out there. He's smooth in what he's talking about. But neither man were as brilliant as Martin Luther King. And I'm not going to listen to them. I'm not going to step on Martin Luther King's legacy by not reading his last book and knowing he gave us the roadmap from way back then. He gave us the roadmap because he saw in the future. He was able to see. He had vision. He said, I'm paraphrasing, as we always say, the vote doesn't go out unless we get something. The vote doesn't go out unless we get some. The vote doesn't go out for either party unless we get what we want. And what we want is the set aside that were supposed to be ours and get in line, everybody else. Because we got to get to the highest offices. How are you going to feel when somebody that's other than white because the white population is going to be so dwindled they're going to need buffers to keep away from the original people that were here that built it and they're going to have them as buffer class like they have the Indian police in India buffering between the new Chinese African citizens and the original Africans black Africans there they don't have buffer classes in between to keep us from being at their neck. And how are you going to feel being oppressed by somebody that kind of looks like you? Or somebody that's got melanin like you? It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So get off the hamster wheel. We've given you the building blocks on these episodes to get off the hamster wheel. 27 episodes and it's in urgency it's in urgency let me say this and let me be real clear about this people have a right to be what they are but you don't go by what a person says a person can say oh man we're gonna do this do that and you know you will find them in the corner doing nothing after giving you the good speech. We've seen that for years. So, that doesn't mean that. You don't go by what a person says, you go by the actions. You go by the actions of what the person does, not what they say. So, Donald Trump is a racist. Biden is a racist. Oh, what was Biden's action? Oh, the, the, uh, 100 to 1 and 3 strikes. That was his action. He's a segregationist. What type of racist is Trump? Go back to episode 26. What type of racist is Trump? He says what he says about immigrants. What did he say about black people? Oh, I don't know exactly what he said about black people. Oh, I know. He said that we built this country. You can go it's right there on the internet to see it. But what did he say about us? that when you look at it, you say, hey, oh, they would never come out, that they're foolish because they would never come out and vote for me because they're in their own little rut. I'm just paraphrasing. You don't go by what the person says. 
Actually, he said nothing negative against American blacks. American blacks. Now, if you think that you're part of the African diaspora, that's cool. But going on over there and talk to the Chinese that are colonizing the Chinese army and say, oh, yeah, I'm part of that. They'll say, get out of here. They're going to give you that new word, Kaffa, that you don't know that that's like nigga. Yeah. They're going to say, oh, yeah, that's fine. Or the African women. I have to repeat this. I have to drill this in. Or the African women over there that are hooking in a different country, prostitutes, say, oh, yes, brother, 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 all that good knowledge that you have is good. But when you have the finances, so I don't have to go out and slob the Europeans now who can get me paid more than my father gets paid in a month, in one night, until you can do something better than that, that's good, brother, 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 brother. How come you're coming over here just visiting, but you don't have the money to come over here and make changes so I won't have to do that and I can still get paid from you for doing secretarial work or just showing you around Africa as a tourist? See, that's where the rubber hits the road. That's where you know money talks and BS walks. So I look at Donald Trump and I look at what he's done and what he's done has helped American blacks, even if it was indirect, even if he was a, even if he is a racist, it has helped us indirectly, but I'm not voting for either one because they're racist, but I'm letting you know what it is. And if it was a mass exodus of 60%, this would be the time for American blacks to move a base of a block of 60% from That's the right. Dixiecrats to the Republicans at this moment because this is the candidate and this is the time and at least he offered the platinum plan to you. What did the what did Biden's plan and they still haven't come up with anything else. They're going to ride with that. They didn't come up respond to anything about what Trump said about that. They're going to ride with that. What and what did they it. offer you but debt, but they're giving the immigrant who didn't build it. They're basically giving the immigrant your money and your resources and your set asides, and you're still gonna vote. Mm. I think in the end, I'm gonna say somebody needs that up. And let me say this before you 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 talk. I'm watching the internet, and I was just talking to. Um, Stereo about this, right? And I've been watching the internet and I'm watching people in the black community in Cleveland, global, uh, not globally, Cleveland, the United States, and Las Vegas, and I'm watching their movements and they are executing the Trump plan concerning COVID-19. They are executing the Trump plan concerning COVID-19. Some people are wearing masks, some don't, but they are in close proximity with each other like Trump's people be in close proximity with each other, building herd immunity. If you didn't know that's what that was, that's what they're doing. And they're in close proximity and they're partying like it's 1999, like the COVID doesn't, isn't even here. 
And those who catch it, catch it. Those who don't. But for the most part, nobody's even looking at that. Most people think that it's a hoax. When the Democrats get in there. When. Biden has already said he's going to shut it down. And you know what's going to be the difference than what Trump is doing and what they're doing? I see this oh so clearly. They're going to release the police out and the police are going to crack heads. Look what happened in New York. You don't believe me? Look at what happened under the Blasio. They said they had to shut down and the police were giving masks to the Caucasians, but beating the heads of the Negroes. You have to vote your best interest and leave that emotional hamster wheel alone. Most of the people out there practicing the Trump and Trump administration and Trump friends recipe uh, desire action on COVID-19. They're out there partying. And when the Dixies get in there, they're going to implement beating heads. They're going to shut everything down. All the black businesses that were able to survive and go into phase one or two, and some of them are doing well beyond phase one, two, and three. They op they're opening up like it's jumping. Like it never happened. All that's going to get shut down. You're going to have people getting beat, beat in the head. And they're going to be sending them back to prison for violations of COVID. And it's not going to be about the crack thing. So the people coming out under Trump, all that's going to be canceled. The Justice Department, part of Justice of Trump's Justice Department is trying to reverse what Trump did as far as letting people out. So the Justice Department is going to find loopholes and send those people back in. They're going to be sending more people in. And you're going to let the Dixies put you in slavery again because you have some false belief that this man is not a segregationist. That And he has showed you what he is. He showed you for 47 years who he is. And you're sitting up there listening to him trying to be a good Dixie crack coon. I can't believe it. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You see it. It's right there. Those without vision will perish. You don't have vision. You don't have vision if you're going to vote without asking the tough questions of him and get him to put something in place to, re to repair you for what he did. Just what he did before we get to reparations. He needs to apologize. He needs to say, yes, I did that. I did that because I was a segregationist and I was wrong. Forgive me. And that's going to cost him the presidency. So he doesn't want to do it. But you're going to vote for a segregationist and watch this shit crumble. Watch it crumble. Watch everything that you built up during COVID. When they shut it down, it's going to all crumble. And you have no vision. You have no vision. Your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your nose. You need the natural uh, natural remedies to open up your olfactory so that your ears can be open so you can hear. So your eyes can Realize what you taste and smell so you can see and open this up.
open this up. It's a disaster getting ready to happen. We didn't told you where we stand, but but if people moved as a mass whole, then we can see something. But you're not ready. You just ready to be still a Dixie crack coon, a Republican coon, the coon instead of working and moving for American blacks. And it's reparations. First hundred days or no vote. First hundred days, day one, or no vote. This is, um, I mean, we can't put it any plainer uh, and the passion that um, pours from us concerning this issue is because we feel and we know ahead of time what's gonna be, though we may not know detail, there are some details we know, some we don't, but because we know, and this was uh, for you spiritual people, uh, you know, this was the, the dilemma of the prophets of the Bible. This was always their dilemma. They were trying to speak to their people and get them in a state of mind to get them somewhere so that they could, they could follow the mandates of God and ha live their best life. That's all it was ever about. That's all it's about now. All right. But y'all would rather y'all got upset and I knew it was going to happen. I cringed when Donald Trump said, stand down, stand back and stand down or whatever he said. I cringe not because I didn't stand like what back, he said. Stand back, stand back, stand back, stand, be ready. Uh, stand by. That's what he said. He said, stand down, stand by. Something like that. Yeah. Stand back and stand by. Yeah, because he, he put his hands out when he said stand back. So it was stand back and stand by. And when he said it, I cringe not because I had a problem with what he said. Because I understood why he was saying what he was saying. You understand? I cringed because I knew that the general consensus from American Blacks was going to go just the way it did. Uh, uh, let me use proper English in case you, you guys don't know. I know proper English. I knew that it was going to go just like it did when I started seeing the memes that next morning. I knew it already. I said, they're going to get on that and they're going to ride that pony. They're going to ride that pony with no saddle into oblivion. Just because of those words. Now, for me, this is how I process the words. I said, oh, okay, well, he's standing in truth. <laughs> it's not my truth, but it's his. And I can give him and this is what made me start, because I'm going to be honest with you, at the beginning, I didn't know much about uh, Donald Trump other than the fact that he was a, um, you know, a mogul in, in his field, you know, real estate guy, whatever. I didn't know much about him. And the only thing I had almost slipped, my feet had almost slipped to be just like a lot of you all. The only thing I was basing my opinions on was the fact that, you know, he did tweets that 
you know, seem like they use broken English and, and things like that. And the things that the media was saying. And then I said, wait a minute. It was some things I had to examine. I said, wait a minute. You don't like his, the, his crashness? You know, aren't you like that? I'm crash. I say what I want the way I want to say it to get the point across. Oh, that's just like me. I should be able to identify with that. So I just kept watching. Then I started watching how he treated the media. I said, man, that's like me too. I will walk away and leave him standing there if I don't want to answer, you know? And so I'm like, okay, so I'm watching him and then I'm watching him go point after point after point. Now I had not looked at the 10 point plan until we started doing this broadcast and I re but I did see him doing stuff that was benefiting black people. I didn't have any idea that it was on the plan because I had not read the plan, right? So once I read the plan, I'm like, man, he did five of those. Did five of those. But you guys would rather be stroked by either the lies through omission that Joe Biden gives you. So he'll he'll omit things or not tell you the complete story or not address it at all. He'll sidestep it. And his running mate sidesteps quite well as well. She's better than him at sidestepping. So he sidestepped it. The question about, you know, uh, left went far left, far right. He sidestepped his side of that, right? And didn't even own up to it. Didn't identify with it. Just stayed neutral. I got a problem with lukewarmness. So does God. I got a problem with riding the fence and having one leg on one side and one leg on the other side. To me, that's jelly bag. Choose a side. Choose. Choose ye this day who you gonna serve. If it's gonna be Baal, serve him. If it's gonna be God, serve him. Are oh, you comparing the the uh, uh, candidates with God and Baal. Well, I don't know. You pick your poison. Pick your poison. But so we get here. So you rather hear the flowery words of omission. You don't. He doesn't give you a clear cut, you know, definitive answer on anything. And you rather take that because he gave you an answer that you wanted to hear. Well, that's that's uh, that's how they've been playing American blacks since the duration. Well, the, since the beginning, tell you what you want to hear, you put them in, and then they don't give you nothing, i.e. Obama. So now Biden's running, and because it's still carrying over some of uh, Obama's previous stuff, so he's Biden. all right? So there, here he is running, and you're taking the same thing. I don't know what else to say, you know, about that. And let me tell you what else he's going to do. If he shuts the country down now, when the, when the country was shut down for the short time that it was shut down under um, um, Trump administration, he made sure that the unemployed, you know, they got their unemployment plus an extra $600 on top of their unemployment benefit to help him, including a stimulus. He gave a separate stimulus and he did the unemployment with an additional. So 60% of whatever your income is, the, is the unemployment. Plus he added $600 on top of that. So that puts you back at about a hundred percent of what you were making uh, before it was shut down, right? He gave you that. Biden ain't gonna do that for you. He's not gonna give you a stimulus. He's not gonna give you no money on top of unemployment. 
he's not even thinking in those directions. He's not, he's saying he's going to shut it down because it sounds like that's what the majority wants to hear. But what is the contingency plan after you shut it down? You didn't mention that the American people need to know how they're going to survive when you shut down and they can't go to work. You're not addressing that because you haven't planned that because you don't, you're not going to give them anything, right? And the other thing that I wanted to address concerning our people, we have a bad habit of being um, contained, containing our thought process, contained. Do you pay attention to what's going on outside your city with your people? Do you pay attention to what's going on outside your economic, uh, your economic standing in other cities with your people, in your own city with your people? Do you pay attention to anything, the educational disparities, anything concerning your people, as long as it's not touching you? We have to get out of the habit of it's just me, myself, and I, you know, or me, me and mine is what I'm concerned with. We have to be, uh, because they're preying on you, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G. They're preying on the fact that they've conditioned you. Every way that you are thinking concerning self is a program that they have uploaded to your mind over years and years and years of uh, implanting self-hatred, implanting, uh, showing you pictures on commercials and everything that this is how uh, the good people live. This is how those who are blessed live. This is how, so they giving you a roadmap to run after that they automatically got roadblocks on this roadmap when you take that route. There are some glass ceilings. There are some roadblocks. There are some uh, uh, um, just, just places you can't, you're not going to be able to step over it unless you make compromises and rub elbows and rub shoulders with uh, the the right way unless you rub them the right way unless you stroke them the right way that is the only way that you're going to be able to see your way into part a fraction of that which they're presenting to you is the american dream you got to go through hell to get a piece of the american dream that's out of order that's out of order you have to do twice the work to get half the benefit, right? You and, and and the sad part about that is our intellectual property, our smarts, our prowess, our ability to create automatically puts us in a superior standing from Jump Street. Everything that takes place and keeps this world running the way it goes on a, a regular basis from the traffic light to the ironing board to the clothes dryer was created by us. You, it was created by us. So, and I'm, I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to yell. I'm going to harness it today. So, <laughs> seems like I can't get it out unless I scream. But all of that was created by us. We've established that over and over again. So you're in this place. Well, you know, I'm good. It ain't touching me. It ain't touching my family. Yeah, I got old cousin, crazy cousin Joe. He mental. I got Uncle Fred. He mental. They could show up to the family barbecue, but I really ain't got to deal with them. And the disparities in their life, I really don't have to deal with them because I really don't care because me and mine immediate is doing fine. Not really, though, because in ratio, 
to what's available and what you're receiving out of what's available is about less than 10%. It's a fraction. And you okay with that? Are you really okay with that? So let me tell you, this is how I see it. If you're going to be jellyback, just go ahead on uh, find some other classification other than American black to put yourself under. Lie on your applications and just put that you're white. Just put that you're white, you know? Declassify. <laughs> He's laughing. I'm serious. Declassify yourself. Because we don't want you no more than you want us. We don't want dead weight on board because you're going to be there trying to reap some benefit off everybody else's hard work. You didn't took on the, the, the persona of the slave master. So you're going to be willing to have your hand out and reap some of the benefit of what was collected on our backs, our blood, sweat, and tears. So you, no, you, you taking on their persona. So just be them and see how that works out for you. You're going to classify yourself as white on the application. When you walk in and they look at you, they're going to be like, wait a minute. I saw white on here. You know, never mind. They tell you in fine print on there that this does not, uh, you know, just like they tell you if you're a felon, if you've uh, been convicted in the last seven years, this does not weigh on in on your ability to get this job. They are lying because whoever is looking at the application is going to look and say, "Ooh, they're a convict. And the paper lied. So, well, it's not that we didn't hire you because you were a convict. You just weren't qualified. You got four degrees, you're not qualified though, right? They're gonna keep playing these buffet of games. There's a buffet. Here in Cleveland, there is a Chinese American buffet. I've never seen a buffet like this in all my life. Everything that you would want on the buffet is on the buffet. Even though these people don't eat half of what they got there. They got you some prime rib, they got you some ham, they got you some ribs. They got you, I'm talking about, you know, black cooked food. They got you some mac and cheese. They got you some taters. They got you some, uh, you know, all the stuff, the potato salad. They got you all the stuff that gives you heartburn and heart disease and all that stuff. They got that on the buffet for you, right? That's the same way this trick or treats. This is, this is Halloween season, trick or treat. This is tricks and treats. They got on here, they, 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 they have tricks disguised as treats. And you going and taking your bag to the door and opening your bag and saying, let me uh, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat. And you know how you had those sick people that would give apples with razor blades stuck in them or candy that had been poisoned. Yeah, that's what they're giving you. They're giving you razor blade filled apples and their razor blades, they didn't cut, they didn't cut the razor blades. So that the razor blades are in pieces. So wherever you bite in that apple, you're going to get a bloody tongue. Because you won't research. Because you're stuck on a path that they put you on. Do you even realize you've been programmed? You've been programmed to be stuck. You've been programmed. That's why shows like these, when you hear people like us talking, you just automatically click it off. Do you know what a problem that is? That you're not standing foolproof in what you do believe enough to be able to hear another point of view and process it and still hold on to it. If you want to hold on to that view, fine. But the fact that you won't even listen to something else do you realize you've been programmed to be stagnated? 
You've been programmed. It's a stagnation program. And now they're going to reinforce and see technology while y'all run and get the latest things all the time. Technology is getting ready to really hook y'all up. Because those who are not awake now, if you not don't have the ability to think outside the box now, when 5G, when the when the, the, the whole of the 5G hits this boy, they're going to freeze your mind in place. So the only thing you're going to have ability to do is still contribute to the machine effectively. But you won't be able to get out. And you know what's going to be sad for some of y'all? Some of y'all heard the truth and some of y'all felt the truth in your inner man, in your spirit. And you're going to be in that place where now you want to get out because you see what happened. You see you are cognizant that something is happening to your mind. You are cognizant that you've lost something. You're cognizant of that, but you won't be able to move past it because every time you think to go make a move, it's going to erase. Now you can you can oh uh, well where's that found out? Where where'd you hit the um believe his prophets and so shall you prosper? That's been a biblical precedent since the beginning. Believe his prophets and so shall you prosper. Because if you guys have been following us, a lot of what we talked about on shows will come to pass the next two or three days afterward. So you will not be able to say we did not know. Nobody told us no. Maybe you didn't like the presentation. 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 Maybe it didn't seem like we were educated. Listen here. Let me explain something to you. I stood in rooms with people who graduated from Ivy League colleges. And after a conversation with me, they asked me, where did I go to university? That's how they talk. They don't say, where did you go to college? They said, where did you attend university? That's how they talk on that level. And this is natural. So, time out. If you don't get it together now, you're not going to be able to get it together. You're just going to be stuck where you're at, and you're going to have to live with that the rest of your life, and you're going to have to live with the fact that your grandchildren and your children after you have got to reap the insidious uh, consequences of a decision not well thought out. Wow, people. Wow, wow. So look, people. This Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, the Film Review Life Channel, we're going to be talking about Watchmen, Fargo, and Lovecraft again. These three shows are fictional, but they are based on on actual facts and historic truth. Watch these shows if you don't want to necessarily hear. Now, speaking of what my sister was talking about real quick about being programmed, two movies to see that are Caucasian movies, Logan's Run and Clockwork Orange. Logan's oh, yes. Run and Clockwork Orange. Listen, people, we have brought you 
27 shows, each one a building block to have you ready to be out there to get off the hamster wheel, get out the emotion, and get into the mind state so that your mind can analyze quickly, catch, analyze, shoot, catch, analyze, shoot, catch, analyze, retain for later massacres, right? We will see you tomorrow on another episode of Hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB by Crazy D with my special guest host, Tanya M. Congress. Smash the share, like buttons, all that, and we will see you again tomorrow. Tomorrow. Here's the thing about Germany, why I made the curators thick of the Hollywood Fringe Festival. Community, unity, 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 With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.